A woman in calf-length leather boots strode into view, paused, looked about her. She took another step, hesitant, then continued onwards, her black slacks molded to her figure, a mane of hair bouncing off her chic leather jacket. Tall, striking to look at, hauling too much luggage, she was making her way along an unfamiliar street in a city that was not her own, pausing as she glanced across to the far side of the boulevard. She was trying to find a bar, a casual, friendly kind of joint to hang out in for a couple of hours, somewhere she could get this load off her back and chill. As she approached a crossroads, she slowed. There was a place right alongside her, flashing lights from within. A tad garish? No, a TV screen. It looked fine, rather inviting. Curtis Ross pushed at the door with her foot, stepped inside the unfamiliar bar bistro and glanced about, choosing a table, a concealed corner, not too busy. To her surprise, it was more than half empty. Friday night and no more than half a dozen singles and two couples, sleek casual Parisians, lolling against the pillars or lounging against the zinc surfaces, cradling drinks. From overhead speakers, Charles Aznavour was crooning La Boheme. In the centre of the room, where the diners, when they arrived, would be served, there were several sets of red plastic bonquettes and half a dozen small wooden tables adorned with red and white check tablecloths. Curtis was deliberating whether to grab something to eat now or hang on until Oliver turned up after the concert, hopefully in the company of Lizzie. Lizzie, twenty years old, Lizzie, please God in the company of Lizzie. Curtis's stomach was bunched into what felt like a snarl of wires that were twisting and tightening. She needed a drink, first a drink. This was not going to be easy even without the tiring day of editing behind her, followed by the journey from London on a crowded Eurostar, a Friday evening taxi from the Gare du Nord, which had delivered her with her overnight and camera bags to Place de la Bastille, from there somewhere to kill an hour or two. Before she stepped any further inside, she threw a swift glance upwards, making a mental note of the name of the brasserie, flashing in neon outside, Lamagnac, then down to her watch. Ten to eight. She was too early, way too early. She could have caught a later train, or gone to the hotel first. She hadn't been thinking straight. Too keen to cross to this side of Paris, to be close to the concert hall. No matter, she was here now, and with time on her hands, so yes, she might as well grab a quick snack. Once settled, she sent Oliver a text to let him know she was now in town and where she was. The remainder of her evening would be about waiting, waiting, sitting it out, and praying to whoever might be out there listening that she would, by the end of the night, be back in the company of her daughter. It was on occasions such as this that she wished she smoked. Occasions such as this? Surely to God this was a one-off in anybody's lifetime. Meeting up with your own child again for the first time in more than four years, Four heartbreaking, despairing, dislocated years. Four years and five months almost to the day. Oh, Lizzie, have you any idea of the desolation your absence has caused? The bistro was warm, fuggy, hearteningly traditional, comforting with a slightly pungent smell of vegetable oil and fried onions, burgers. Curtis shivered, brushing off the day, the winter evening outside. 
and her rising dread of what? Inadequacy? Disappointment? A no-show? Everything was hanging on Oliver's hunch. But what if he had got it wrong? What if Lizzie wasn't at the concert? Or if she was, what if she refuses to come and meet us? What if she's angry with Oliver and tells him, her own dad, to fuck off? Lizzie, little Lizzie, please, please be there. Little Lizzie? She's twenty. Lizzie is a young woman, a young woman and a stranger to her mother. How had this come about? At what point had their daughter made the decision to run away, skip out of their lives? For what length of time had she planned her escape? Had she always been intent on Paris? Was that simply the way it had rolled? Had Curtis's...